0: welcome to this episode of the plan simple podcast i am over the moon so so excited to introduce you to our guest today dr valerie rain i couldn't believe that she said yes to be on this episode because i have been devouring her book and i knew that you all needed to hear from her so i'm going to take a minute i'm going to introduce her to you. And I want to take a minute to read a few excerpts from her book that really resonated with me before we jump into this conversation. So here's the thing. Dr. Valerie Rain has discovered patriarchy stress disorder, PSD, and created the only science-backed system for helping women achieve their ultimate success, happiness, and fulfillment by healing the intergenerational trauma of oppression. She holds an EDM in psychological counseling from Columbia University, and a PhD in psychology from the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology. Her best-selling book, Patriarchy Stress Disorder, The Invisible Inner Barriers to Women's Happiness and Fulfillment, has been heralded by Amazon reviewers as the most important body of literary work in our modern times, and perhaps the most important book of the century for women. Her cutting-edge programs have helped thousands of women shift from survival to thriving and master the game of how good can it get in their personal and work lives. Now, oh my gosh, she was so amazing to talk to and she has an event coming up for free. So I highly recommend listening to this interview and going over to the show notes and hearing how to get in on that. I will definitely be there. Um, I have a few more announcements for you. But before I get to those, I really want to keep going with Dr. Valerie and what she stands for. So I'm going to read to you from the back cover of Patriarchy Stress Disorder, okay? Despite checking off the boxes of worldly accomplishments, most high-achieving women are secretly dissatisfied. They feel stuck in lives that look perfect on the outside, yet on the inside, they're unfulfilled plagued by the nagging feeling that there's got to be more. They feel guilty and ungrateful for feeling trapped in lives that are so good. They disown their, their pain or numb it with lots of different things, many things that we talk about here, with excessive work, eating, drinking, shopping, social media, or exercising. They search for solutions in books, meditation, yoga, therapy, medication, and workshops, but something is still missing. They wonder what's wrong with me. Dr. Valerie Rain has worked with hundreds of high-achieving women and discovered that the issues they all struggle with are not just personal, they're actually rooted in the ancestral and collective trauma experienced by women in the patriarchal world for millennia. And in Patriarchy Stress Disorder, her book, Dr. Valerie describes how this trauma created an invisible inner prison that holds women back from stepping into the full power of their authentic presence, unbridled joy, and outrageous success, freedom, and fulfillment. And her book is so eye-opening to read. I cannot recommend it enough. And again, we put that link in the show notes, but you can also Google it and you can find it at your local bookstore if that is currently open. All right. I just want to read one other thing because this is one of the reasons that I really wanted her on. And we didn't talk so much about it, although we did touch on it a bit at the end. And one of the ways that I'm always looking for our guests is just so that we can start to uncover some of the things that we believe or don't understand and deal with on a pretty daily basis as women. And for me, one of those has been, since I started this business, a lot of the just mysterious illnesses and just Women getting burned out and sick at a certain point in their lives. And it just seems so strange to me. And I can't, it, it, I'm always asking, like, why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we do this to ourselves? And Val, Dr. Valerie's book was such a breath of fresh air, such a good thing to read. Again, I highly recommend it. And you can just listen to our conversation because she goes into a lot of the things when we talk, but I want to read this one paragraph from her book, which really resonated with me. And this is toward the end after she's really gone through what PSD means, how we got here, how there's different layers to it, like ones that we create within our generation and one that we're really carrying from generations past as women. And how this isn't really about like men against women at all. Like She deals with that at the beginning of our podcast, so I hugely recommend you listening to that piece if you're feeling a little bit like set back by this whole concept. That's not what this is about at all. This is about a system of oppression that has affected men and women for way too long. Okay, so this is what she says. The energetic demands on successful women's nervous systems are enormous, but their systems are not prepared or trained for it. Our systems are patterned after our mothers and our grandmothers, but the demands on them are overwhelmingly, undeniably, unignorably higher. Our biology has not caught up with our opportunity and it's killing successful, accomplished women. It's like entering a Formula One race driving a Toyota Corolla. (laughs) We give our all to the race and we complete on par with men, but our engines overheat and our vehicles fall apart. I believe this to be one of the hidden reasons behind the burnout epidemic among high achieving women, including the recent rollback in the number of female CEOs of fortune 500 companies. Thankfully there's a solution, a system upgrade And oh my gosh, I'm just so excited to dive into some of her work and really understand this at a deeper level. I actually remember a few years ago, I was at a retreat and you know, I always feel strange sharing after a retreat, like you end up having these experiences that feel so personal. And one of the experiences I had, which I later found out um, was something that a lot of women experience, and then actually Dr. Valerie even writes about it. So then I was like, oh my gosh, this really is true. Many, many women experience this, is I just realized I had this like In my body experience of literally being burnt at the stake, which is so ridiculous, because nobody's going to do that right now. But it's a real fear that a lot of women carry with us, especially when we're in a part of our lives where we're really wanting to speak up, which for me, this business has been. and. It's funny. I always thought that it was all these things that I had to improve upon myself. And there's definitely a lot I've been working on. I've done a lot of training around speaking and how to show up and how to get over a lot of these hurdles. But it was such a relief to know that some of what I was experiencing really had nothing to do with me and that there were solutions that were relaxing and easy if I just gave them time um, that could help me through that. So I just want to say this is such good stuff, and I hope you really enjoy this episode. And before I officially get Dr. Valerie on, I just want to do one little pitch for Make December Matter. It's coming up soon in two weeks. Um, It is a way to really get intentional right now. It is a crazy time in our worlds in our country, I think in humanity. I think we're all feeling it. We've been doing an extraordinary amount of crazy things this year. For many of us, that includes schooling our kids while working very full time and doing all the things that we've been doing, you know, as part of this um, patriarchy for years. So, you know, we we just have so many responsibilities. And I believe that this is an opportunity to really take a pause and really get clear on what matters most. I really always feel like December is this. This is our second annual event, just like this, called Make December Matter. It's actually not just like this because we have a whole new amazing set of speakers. It's going to be two days instead of one. And But for the past probably six or seven years, I have been teaching workshops around the holidays on how to slow down, how to get intentional. And I know that we're going to be slowed down sort of out of our own control this year. Who knows exactly what it's going to look like, but you know, it is just a different time. We're not shopping the same. We can't go to the same events. We may not be able to be with the same family members. So to me, that really offers an opportunity to be like, okay, well then, then what, what really gives me joy anyway? What are the pieces that I can put into place? that are going to make this the holiday season that I remember and the holiday season that my family remembers? And how can I really show up to that? So that's what Make December Matter is about. It's about really creating that space. And then we shift into, with this newfound space, ideas for all these amazing things you can do with it. So it's less about filling the space and more about activating your newfound space. And we're going to talk about, you know, different methods you can do that really deeply take care of yourself. We are going to actively meditate, do yoga, um, move our bodies in different ways. It's going to be super exciting. So you're going to actually be doing that in the retreat, but these are all going to be tools that you can take with you into December and January. And then learning wise, we're really going to go through a process for closing out 2020 and coming to peace with all that it was, and then letting ourselves open up to what is possible, what might be possible in 2021, even if we don't know everything, even if it's still going to be uncertain times. How can we dream big? How can we show up to our fullest capacity in our own lives? That is what the two days is going to be about. I'm so excited for it. I'm so ready for it. And I hope that you will join me. Um, It is a, In November 13th and 14th, it's a Friday and a Saturday. It is free, and it's going to stay open on Sunday as well, and I'll be actively participating during those three days. And then we're going to close it down. You will be able to purchase it so you can get ongoing access. But the idea is that we all really learn how to take a much-needed pause before you know Thanksgiving and the Hanukkah and Christmas and all the different celebrations that we celebrate um, coming up. All right, I'm so excited and I cannot wait to see you guys there. Again, the link is in the show notes, but you can also remember it's Make December Matter. Now, with no further ado, let's welcome Dr. Valerie to the show. Dr. Valerie, welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Miriam. Oh my gosh. For for anyone who's watching pieces of the video, um, I have been devouring Dr. Valerie's book for the past week. Um, I I don't even know how I hadn't gotten to it before because we've had some conversations (laughs) on this podcast, actually, about the patriarchy. Um, But I really enjoyed your viewpoint um, because I I felt like it completed the story for me. I feel like it's Mm -hmm. a conversation that sometimes I hide because I, I, I don't feel like I know the right science, like it's something that's in my intuition that we should be thinking about this, but not so much like scientifically backed. <laughs> so I really appreciate your work to help us all, exp- you know, not feel like crazy people.
1: Right. <laughs> that goes a long
0: way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In
1: reclaiming our power. Oh my gosh. And right. and sisterhood and everything.
0: All right. So, will you tell us a little bit about patriarchy stress disorder and what, what PSD is? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, what PSD is, is really
1: everything that you thought was wrong with you. And, <laughs> and. <laughs> And tried to fix with personal development and therapy and medication and self-medicating. And the bulk of it, if not all of it, is really attributable to trauma that we carry in our systems. And now, thanks to epigenetics, we know that trauma is genetically transmitted. That's huge. Trauma is genetically transmitted. And when we're talking about, patriarchy and women have been, having been oppressed for thousands of years, that's a lot of trauma that we carry in our DNA and our nervous system and our subconscious. And that is what expresses as all these invisible inner barriers to our full, uh, really full authentic expression here so if you ever felt that you're getting in your own way or you you were told by uh, personal growth uh, memes <laughs> that all you need to do is punch fear in the face and get out of your own way stop holding yourself back that is all psd actually mm. it's not us holding ourselves back this trauma that lives in our system um, actually spelled out that it is not safe. It is not safe for us to be fully authentically expressed. It is not safe for us to love who we love. It is not safe or possible for us to even own our bodies, to even own our bodies, let alone be in deep, full um, experience of pleasure and uh, intimacy and vulnerability. Or own money big money wealth right it it runs deep and unless we start unpacking it as something that not something's wrong with us but something that we carry in our system that we can heal and interrupt that cycle of transmission of trauma and fully liberate ourselves Um, unless we do that we're kind of stuck in that hamster wheel of trying to fix what's not broken
0: can, can we actually take one step back? I'm just thinking, like, I feel like we've talked about it a bunch on this podcast, but just in case there's anyone new here or just to hear your perspective, can you just tell us a little bit about what, how you define what patriarchy even is before we're telling everybody that we're traumatized by it? Just because I feel like, I feel like, and I, I know that I was just even reading your book in my house and I have like a very loving, well, like husband, right, who mm-hmm. might not play into this so much, but yet we're all still part of it. And so I just think it's really helpful to sort of define it and understand yeah, so what it is.
1: Thank you for asking. Uh, first of all, when I say patriarchy, I don't mean men. Yeah. And when I say men, I don't mean patriarchy. Patriarchy is a system of oppression that has been in existence for a very, very long time. And in this system of inequality and oppression, all power has been in the hands of men that's political financial and moral power political financial and moral power so men owned everything men owned women men owned women's bodies men owned children um uh, and women owned nothing and had no access to resource the only women the only way for women to have access to any resource was through a man and so that created a lot of trauma and a lot of um, trauma adaptations that still play out very strongly in our relationships, even in the most conscious and loving relationships. Yeah. And uh, me and my life partner, Jeffrey, uh, we, we co- collaborate, we co-create, we, we teach this together, we do our inner work together. Almost every day, Mia, we come uh, across a deeper layer of this conditioning, both in me and in him. Yeah, and we've been at it for decades, literally. So that that runs deep, and it's exciting to keep on uncovering things. This again, if you're in a in a relationship, um, or have ever been in a relationship, um, um, and you know, it comes up in same-sex relationships as well and in heterosexual relationships it's pretty like it's it's a direct download right from how how you ought to be as a woman how you ought to be as a man yeah and most conflicts that come up in relationships that they have nothing to do with people themselves it's programming it's that patriarchal freaking programming that we have inherited imprinted and unless we start peeling that back we'll never Experience the fullest joy of our authentic, deepest intimacy and the thrill of being with one another and loving one another deeply, and having this fullest experience. And that and that goes for humans across the gender spectrum.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important. And like to me, I feel like if this particular year showed me anything, it was really. Um, understanding like the systematic influences of just so many just so many systems so many things that we carry as women that are actually part of bigger systems and how just really healing from those is is sometimes a really important step and 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 it feels good because it has less to do with you than maybe you initially thought right it's almost liberating
1: Yeah, that creates a lot of leverage Yeah, do something about it. It, It's external.
0: So will you go back a little bit now and tell us about how you figured this all out? Because I feel like your story is so powerful in just explaining how we can all find our peace in this.
1: Well, my story, perhaps not unlike any woman and girl's um, story, started with the question, what's wrong with me? (laughs) And that question has been really, really present for me as this both uh, source of torment and in a way a guiding light. I've been just trying to figure that out ever since I was little. First, I was trying to figure out how to walk that narrow line between being too much and not enough. don't, Don't be so loud. People don't like that. Don't be so smart no man would want to marry you and all that. Don't eat that, you'll get fat. Or you're getting so skinny, eat eat something, right? All of that. (laughs) And of course I studied psychology because what else would I study (laughs) to figure out once and for all, definitively what's wrong with me and how to fix that. And after two graduate degrees, I uh, had everything I had ever wanted. I had a thriving practice in New York. I loved what I did. Um, I had a family I loved and a lovely home in New York City suburbs. And one day I was on the phone with a client when I noticed that I was smiling only with the right side of my face. And the left side of my face just hung in there, as did my left arm. And I ended up in the ER with symptoms of a stroke. and. Thankfully, after a whole day of scanning me up and down, the doctors came to the conclusion that my diagnosis was quote unquote, just stress, which of course relieved me greatly, but also puzzled me to no end because I actually didn't feel stressed me. I didn't feel Mm. stressed at all. I was living my normal life. And if you had asked me, Valerie, are you happy? I would have said, of course I'm happy. I have everything I've ever wanted. My life is so good and something happened when uh, that security blanket of stress began to slip yeah and what it revealed was that that question what's wrong with me was still alive and well despite all my accomplishments despite having been in therapy for years despite having done so much you know personal development workshops reading books etc cetera, etc cetera. and yeah so that was a very despairing moment and it was despairing because i i didn't know what else to do because i had really done everything i knew how to do and i figured well something must be so wrong with me that i'm so broken that really nothing works and am i being greedy anyway am i being ungrateful wanting something when my life is so good as it is and thankfully i i I had the example of my clients to look up to, and they were actually um, uh, shifting out of that numbness and into the fullness of their lives. So something that I was doing for them, that I wasn't doing (laughs) for me, uh, was a part of this equation. And... I was wondering what that active ingredient was and it turned out that with all of my clients i was using trauma healing tools mind body trauma healing tools and i wasn't using them for myself because you were in trauma yeah right (laughs) and it was through Um, Then the dots started connecting with the epigenetic discoveries of intergenerational trauma and that's what led to the discovery of PSD, that realization. And then um, I really broadened that definition of trauma as I got deeper into it and now I define it as any experience that made you feel unsafe in your fullest authentic expression and led to creating trauma adaptations to keep you safe going forward in the mind and the body in the actions. But at the core, it's anything that made you feel unsafe physically or emotionally, physically can, or emotionally.
0: Yeah. Can you give some examples of like the, those adaptations that, you know, you might not like that might not be so extreme for our mm. listeners, right? Like, so I feel like the extreme ones we know, right? Like uh, a man did something to our body, we didn't want them to do or something, but but I feel like there's these little ones that creep in every day. So, will you just give some examples of those so that people can understand? Um, you mean traumatic experiences? Or yeah, the tra- no way to adapt to them. Well, no, the traumatic experience and and how we do how we do adapt to them. Yeah, like just some I of the think, little ones.
1: Yeah, I think both are uh, super um, important to understand. Anything can be a traumatic experience. Really, the experience in and of itself, like what happened, doesn't automatically make it traumatic, okay. by the way. Some people survive horrendous life-threatening experiences that don't imprint as traumatic Interesting. for them. It's something happens when this experience overwhelms our ability to process it. And there are a lot of factors that go into that. Maybe we didn't have a support system. Maybe our own resilience was already tapped out. A lot of traumatic experiences come from childhood because naturally as children, we don't have a lot of capacity to process emotional material and every little thing can be traumatic. It doesn't mean that we're somehow damaged or wrong. It just means that we didn't have capacity to process and we didn't have those adults with capacity to help hold the space and process. Because in the ideal world, we would have it takes a village, right, to process some things.
0: Well, and it's interesting because I think that's the part that I think is probably hard. It was definitely hard for me, and maybe some listeners relate, which is it's like, yeah, I remember that time when I was in fourth grade and I raised my hand and the teacher laughed, right? And that came up later in life as something, you know, when I was ready to speak up and ready to share my work, like that. Mm -hmm. instantaneously Mm -hmm. that moment came back yet i know there's people suffering all around the world in much greater levels than my teacher ignoring me when i or laughing at me when i raised my hand and so one of the things that i i thought was so freeing about this whole idea is just that different levels of trauma can affect us and we it's all it's the patriarchy right making us even feel bad (laughs) that we would feel bad to even admit that we had this trauma that seems not worthy of experiencing. Oh. Yeah, percent. And
1: then we, we discount those experiences. We say, well, that wasn't a big deal. Um, and what happens is that we cannot heal. We're stuck. And if you're concerned about the, the state of the world, if you're concerned about people suffering and having much more uh, challenging experiences and if you want to participate in it you, you better attend to your own trauma because that's what's holding you back from your fullest participation in the world right Who well, who is it serving who is this game serving um patriarchy sets us up for a lot of unwinnable games of condition conditionality but i want to circle back to examples it's not only um a challenging experience that we, we've all had those and that's sometimes it's easy to put our finger on Mm. and sometimes we don't even remember them but any experience that made you feel like shrinking like ah just disappearing or you know leaving your body even for like a second that imprinted in in your nervous system and your subconscious as traumatic even if your conscious mind doesn't remember it but it also has to do with unprocessed and repressed joy. There's a story mm. in my book, which I recently told on uh, Instagram as well, about a girl who won this important award, this distinction at school against all odds uh, as a black girl uh, running games like the most popular white girl in class. She, she won and she was just bursting with excitement and running home. And the moment she walked in, she felt that like the air had been sucked out of the room her mom had depression and it was one of her bad days and instantly as a child she got this message there is no room for your joy there is no space for you and so she stuffed it right what do we do we we we're very intelligent we
0: know
1: exactly what to do she stuffed it she stuffed that unprocessed joy and One of my clients said when she read my book, she realized, oh my gosh, my mother growing up never delighted in me. Hmm. She never delighted in me. And I never to this day realized that it was actually traumatic. And if we just remove that layer of judgment and self-judgment, oh, that's not a big deal. People are dying of starvation and your mother never delighted in you. If we remove that and we just look at Okay, it's not a comparison game. But if it feels like there is something to heal so that I can show up authentically and fully and in in an empowered way, and from that, I mean, everything... I mean, we give permission to others when we show up fully and we're much more effective in everything that we do. So there's really no reason not to do our own healing, right? Nobody is benefiting from you not healing other than the systems of oppression that created those uh, traumatic conditions for us in the first place. So I hope that touches somebody listening right now and helps uncover, oh, maybe those traumas are just hiding in plain sight.
0: Okay, so now I have the follow-up question to that, because I think my next question was going to be, so like, what steps do we start to take? And we have mothers listening, like that's our audience, Mm -hmm. we're mothers. So I'm assuming that some people listening have either had that experience as a daughter, or immediately thought of a time that they might have done that to their own child, right? So- so, let's talk about what the next steps are and how we do heal this because I think one of the um, one of the most freeing parts of your work when I was reading it um was less about you know the things that I could pinpoint in my own life and more the generational pieces, and that as women, we really do carry generations of trauma like it doesn't even have to be something that happened to us particularly and we carry women with us and that's really powerful because that means that if we can heal ourselves then our children can go on and procreate in a way that might be different like their children might not inherit the same trauma that maybe we've even passed on
1: absolutely
0: there there are
1: also studies that show exactly that that not only trauma is genetically transmitted but also healing and when we heal the dna expression actually changes and if you already have children (laughs) it's not too late no 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 it's not too late actually Uh, So my daughter is 10 now and she was younger when I got into this work and I have seen a huge change in her and her expression as mine was also changing. It's, it's phenomenal how the ripple effects um, take your relationship higher. It, It, they create new levels of freedom for, for you and your children and everybody. And, and my parents, my relationship with my parents has transformed something I did not see coming, I wasn't holding my breath, it wasn't something I could see uh, as possible and and yet here we are. So um, just yeah. don't take my word for it, don't take the science word for it, dip your toes in, start playing with this awareness, start playing with the tools. Uh, when you get the book, if you get the book, by the way, you can download the first chapter free on my website, drvalley.com forward slash book. And right there, you can also download the starter kit of practices to begin playing with and, and see what happens. And we we'll also have an opportunity to come together with other women playing with these tools and shifting out of. The state of what's wrong with me to how good can it get together yeah. and uh, and you're and having a conference right is, yeah, and it's free to attend it is uh, there is no cost to attend it will cost you your old um, life in many respects, so just be warned. That <laughs> that you will come out changed, um, and things will be disrupted. And so, just be warned if you you know if you're not ready for change, um, maybe don't don't attend (laughs) because it's
0: it's really it's gonna send ripples through your life it's i'm i'm all signed up so maybe (laughs) i'll see my listeners there i'm excited
1: i'm so excited that we'll get to play
0: together yeah yeah
1: the the thriving is where you can learn more you you can register it's a two-step registration so that you know and it's It's really an experience it's not something there are no replays or anything like that. It's an experience live in the room with women from all over the world witnessing each other in us in our wholeness in nothing being wrong with us, coming out of the silos of shame and isolation, and really reclaiming our unconditional beauty, unconditional power unconditional worth. This retreat coming up in November is um is all about reclaiming our relationship with our body which of course we would go into all areas that psd affects for women oh my and, gosh And uh, the body is our theme this i love that one.
0: i love that we'll put all those links in the show notes as well so that actually brings up i think my final question which is you know we talk, we're talking a lot here about time and one of the reasons that i'm so passionate about time and specifically time in women is because I just believe we inherited this very masculine way to plan our time and to goal set. Um, We literally did inherit like a, like the calendar we have today is literally the same as the one that was made like for men getting out of the army, you know, and going home to their families, you know, many hundreds of years ago. And so what one of the reasons i'm super passionate is because i think we need to get a little bit out of our busyness loop so that we can hear our intuition and we can hear those whispers um, that are telling us what to do next because we are so wise Um, and all these patriarchal systems (laughs) have made the world so busy so that we can't hear that wiseness because when we hear our own wisdom we are strong and right Mm -hmm. this whole system is made to make us not that so Will you just give us some little tidbits about about what you see around time in women? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm thinking of this because, like, Valerie has so generously given her time to lead this retreat. Um, and what she's asking of us, basically, is our time. And I think that's hard for a lot of women to give, like, to be able to find, it's three days, right? Find two, mm-hmm. two days. Yeah, find three days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, detach from responsibilities at work and with at home and all that. So, so tell us a little bit about the patriarchy and time. (laughs) So much, Mew. First of all,
1: there is a diagnostic right there and it's going to be hard to look at. There's going to be a lot of resistance that's going to come up. Uh, So just observe what comes up for you when you're confronted with, with this. Does your time belong to you? Does your time belong to you? Who does your time belong to? When you're saying things like, oh, I can't find time. How did you misplace it?
0: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> Where did you last see it? <laughs> did somebody take it? The truth is patriarchy lays claim to, to women's time. Patriarchy owns our time through all this condition, like, I, I must be working. I gotta be working. I gotta be tending to my kids. I gotta be... Uh, cooking, cleaning, I got to be doing all that. And that is so strong in the system. And I refer to it as the invisible in the prison because it's not like your husband, in most, most cases, right? Most women listening probably don't have that experience of somebody actually forcing them to do things. It's the internal thing. It's that internal conditioning. But when you're confronted with that, just sit with it. Who does my time belong to? Does my time belong to me? Do I own my time? And just see what happens. And it's in your language. It's on your schedule. It's in your busyness that the answer comes up. It's not what you think. It's what your life actually is. Yeah. And when you begin to reclaiming yourself as the owner of time and as the source of time, you are the source of time everything changes and then you're confronted with that deeper level oh shit if i own my time the whole house of cards falls down about me not being in my power if i own my time i am in my power and that is scary that is the real reason that is the real reason when women why women are so busy why women are plagued with adrenal fatigue hormonal imbalances. Women can't sleep. Women don't have energy. That's the real reason, because that deep-seated trauma, that deep-seated fear of our own power, because you know, for patriarchy, there is nothing more dangerous than a woman who is in touch with her power. And here we are, Oh my gosh! That's, that's I love PhD,
0: it. right? I love yeah. it. And 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 I think one of the reasons that 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 really tackling that time piece is so important. And I everyone has to go get this book. Everyone listening, you just have to order this book. It's super easy. It came in like 24 hours, even though we don't really want to buy things all the time from Amazon. Like it's an easy it's an easy buy. I know we're in a weird time right now, so if you can get it from your local bookstore, then do that. But one of the things that when you start to own your time, I think that's really um, important is I can see how you really need to hold yourself accountable to get through all the, you know, all the chapters in real life. Like you talk at the end of your book about how so many people skip from, you know, getting this initial, uh, getting this initial understanding that people might be getting today. And this idea that many of us, what we want to do is just build this bridge over the, over the troubled waters to the other side and have all the good stuff. But that what we really need to do is dig a tunnel because that's where all the gold is. And I think that's so beautiful. And it's not always easy right mm-hmm. and so I think we have this like the patriarchy has sort of sold us this idea that like if time is well spent it feels good it feels easy whereas sometimes what we have to do is really like dig that tunnel right and and create mm-hmm. the space for that and so that's why I, I just love this love this so much and you know my my wish is that everyone is their happiest and healthiest always and it's just sometimes it's a little bit of a journey to get there a little time to get there yeah, exactly. And if we fall in love with the journey itself, yeah. that journey doesn't
1: end. It doesn't end with exactly. you. It doesn't start or end with you reading the book or coming to uh, the experience or whatever you do on this journey. Um, it It's going to last a lifetime. So fall in love with the journey. Uh, Create, and, and the tools that we do our best to teach are... Are exciting tools. Like a lot of them, or at least that's the way I see it. A lot of them are amenable to multitasking. Um, um, as a as a mom and business owner, I I'm aware of the fullness of our lives.
0: Yes. And and it,
1: every step of the way, every layer that we peel back and reclaim reveals. It gives us back so much time. That's how we bend time, because most of our time is actually consumed. By trauma defenses, our resistance to our own freedom, our resistance to our own power. And that comes up as self sabotage, the upper limit problem, as Kay Hendricks termed it. And, um, so many things even health expressions and um, finances in in trouble all these things right just look at all the all the leaks of your power and trace the root to that intergenerational trauma it is not your fault so when we heal we get the time back we get the energy back we get money flowing. We get um, relationships to the next level. So the return on investment is the greatest that I've ever seen in my entire life. And of course, the trauma itself, with its adaptations, PSD, doesn't want you to go there. So it's a very, it's really the hardest. Uh, the hardest sell is on healing the trauma that
0: makes everything available. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's so true. Oh my gosh. But really what you just said, I think is, it's just, it's the, it's, it's why, why I'm so glad you're here is just that idea that. It just takes a little bit of time that we just need to convince ourselves that we can give ourselves (laughs) and then we buy back, like then time bends and it's hard to explain that to people. It's hard to even understand how to explain that to people. And I've seen it over and over and over and over again in all my clients' lives and Mm -hmm. in my own, right? I've seen this time bending when we put, when we really fill ourselves up Um, and this is such a good way to do it. So thank you so much.
1: I hope everyone
0: goes and reads this great book. And I hope to see many of you um, live with Valerie for three full days. So good. Uh, Two of the days are a weekend, right? So I feel like yeah, yeah, that makes it a, easier.
1: It's a weekend. We go in like uh, one and a half hour chunks or yeah. it's like, a, yeah, it's a half day on Friday and fuller days on Saturday and Sunday. And the testimonials that come just out of that free experience, that are on the registration page the thrivingexperience.com they blow our minds yeah so yeah so you know i have a lifetime and i have a i have
0: a free retreat the next weekend so so it's funny <laughs> i'm like but i really do believe that when you put in this time you get it back. Like you get it back tenfold and And yeah, I'm with it. And you know what? I, that's how
1: I spend a lot of my weekends too. I'm a part of programs. I'm a part of masterminds. We have retreats on weekends. Um, some weekends I teach retreats for our programs and, I've never regretted that versus yeah. like, you know, like
0: watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Doing laundry. All I right. Know, the know, important right? Things. Exactly. Well, thank you so, so much. <laughs> it was so you, great man. to have this conversation. At the end of every episode, I always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action. And I don't believe that I thank enough my amazing team member, Sarah, who helps me come up with these every single week after looking at the episode's transcript. So I just want to make sure that I say thank you. All right. So here it is, the three doable changes from this episode. And here's the thing. I always choose three doable changes because I want you to go into action. I want you to do something after you get inspired. And I find that as women, maybe overachieving women, we really want to do it all, all at once. And I find that that really usually doesn't end very well. So I want you to experience getting in action And really fitting in one thing and then fitting in the next and then the next in a way that really works for you, not the way that you think you should do it or somebody else thinks you should do it, but in a way that works for you. And that's why I really think one thing at a time is super important. Now, the reason I share three is because we are all so different and we are all in a different place in our journey. And We just might need something different this week than the next person. So I always choose three so that you have choice and you can choose and choose one thing and move forward with it. So here are three doable changes from this episode with Dr. Valerie. Number one, stop comparing. So often we get stuck in a game of comparison. (laughs) I know I do that. We notice something traumatic in our own lives, but minimize it because there are so many worse things in the world. When you find yourself doing that, stop and acknowledge what is challenging you in the moment, in the moment right now. And I find that this is so especially true this year in this cluster of 2020. So really, this is a good one for us to practice because We are so empathetic and so caring, and this is so amazing, and this is why women are going to change the world, but we also have to be able to take care of ourselves so that we can do that, all right? So stop comparing. Number two, get more resourced. So this is like a major reason why I do what I do, because I really feel that figuring out how to learn At the same time as I'm working and building a business and being an intentional parent and a wife and all these things and eating well and doing that while feeling balanced has been probably the most important part of my journey and the most important piece that I share back out, even though I know that's not exactly why people sign up to work with us. but. That piece is really important to me, and I was not a good student, I did not love school, but I have loved learning in my adult life new tools that really, really work. So, I just wanna throw that out there, that learning is a doable change that you can take to help you take your next step. So if what Dr. Valerie said resonated with you, order her book off of Amazon go sign up for her live event, which is coming up really soon and commit those three days. They're free to really learning and growing yourself. Guess what? The weekend after Dr. Valerie's event, we have an event coming up and actually the two go hand in hand. If you can take off both sets of days, um, you can also upgrade on ours and watch it at a different time. But Ours is really about having an intentional December, really slowing down so you can do the things that matter most to you, and so that we can teach you some tools that you can then fit into your December to really go into 2021 with a different sensibility, with a different sense of intention and desire and goals, and a plan to get to them, no matter what's happening around us. So Make December Matter is coming up on the 13th. You can go to makedecembermatter.com and sign up. There's also a link in the show notes. You can sign up for Dr. Valerie's um, event. And just committing to learning, to getting more research, to learning more tools will help all of us because it helps us really rise above the status quo. So I love that doable change. And I really feel like it's a worthwhile one to circle back to over and over again. So you make sure you're always upgrading your operating system. Okay. Number three, and you know, I'm going to love this one. Reclaim your time. One of the things many of our listeners struggle with is time, right? That's why we're here. We're planning for simpler lives we don't feel like we have enough of it. We feel like we're busy all the time and can't seem to get done the things that we really want to do. Sometimes we might not even know the things we really wanna do, but we have this like inkling that our day was somehow wasted, even though when we look back at it, it felt really busy. So start to reclaim your time. And I love Dr. Valerie's suggestion of simply asking yourself, Who does my time belong to? Does my time belong to me? Do I own my time? And just use that as a reflective jumping off point, hopefully to catapult you into more ownership of your time, which I am going to throw out there is a practice. This isn't something that you can just say yes to, and it happens automatically. To me, time management is really like, practice. It's like a yoga practice or an exercise practice. And it's one of those things that we can definitely do well and learn more and more and more about. But maybe because of all this conditioning, because of all this trauma that we've endured as women, and that time management systems actually weren't really created for us, it does take some practice to really claim our own time. All right, those are three fantastic doable changes. I hope that you take them and you choose one and you really put it into action and definitely let us know how it's going. The place that I'm trying to show up the most is Instagram. You can always DM me, you can reply to any post. Uh, We will have one on this specific episode and I will see you on the next episode and hopefully over at Make December Matter. All right, I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple podcast. Bye for now.